Right now, we're in DJ's bakery, enjoying the smell of fresh donuts. By the way, that's why you might hear some background noises. We're interviewing the bakery owner, Kim Yam. Miss Yam grew up during a time of horrific war and mass murder, the Cambodian Genocide. The Cambodian Genocide happened in 1975, which was a systematic persecution and killing of Cambodians by the Khmer Rouge under the leadership of Pol Pot, spelled P-O-L-P-O-T. Mrs. Yam will mention his name several times during this interview. During that time, any educated people were slaughtered and even children were forced to work in rice fields. This resulted in the deaths of 1.5 to 2 million people from 1975 to 1979, nearly a quarter of Cambodia's population at the time. Kim Yam and her family fled from the country when she was only seven. After escaping to the U.S. as a refugee, although the family owned nothing, she was still grateful for everything that she did have. After years of hard work, Miss Yam was eventually able to start a successful bakery in Ann Arbor, Michigan, which she now runs with her three children. Honestly, we should all learn a lesson from this lady. Be kind, kids. My name is Kim Yam. I'm 54 years old. I have three kids. I've been married over 30 years now. And all my kids now is young adult now. I come from Cambodia in 1979 as a refugee. I didn't speak any English or anything. I learned everything from here. Yeah. So what brought you to the States? Cambodian was um, doing the, it, the war. They call Poi Pot War. I lived under Poi Pot War for four years, five years at least. People don't have enough food to eat, people starvation, a lot of people die of sickness because we don't have any hospital or anything. So when Vietnam invaded Cambodia, I tried to come, my family and I, we tried to come to Thailand. We're not planning to stay in Thailand, we just want to stay there until the war over, go back. But we just can't, the war still going on, you know. During the Poi Pot period, there's no school. You don't have any restaurant or nothing. Money is useless. Imagine that. No money. No grocery, no food. You just, everybody has to work in the rice field, they put you. And you don't own anything. They take everything away from you, you know. People are suffering so much. That's why we were trying to get away from that, to make life better. We just want to come to Thailand until the war over will go back. But we just can't. So then they will put us in a camp run by United Nations. I still remember they called my group that camp. Thousands of refugees there. It's run by United Nations and they give us ration of food there because nobody have any money. So I stayed there for four months. Then finally, the different country interview you where you want to go. We say America. I was uh, brought to San Diego by uh, the government. The government sponsored me. They put me in San Diego. We lived there for 14 years. And here we are. Can you tell us about the Cambodian genocide? Oh my God. Cambodian genocide is horrible. See, the, the leader, we call him Poi Pot, his name. He go to China. He learned it from educate in China. And when he go back to Cambodian, you know how he recruit people? He promised people, especially poor people, say, you believe in me. I give you all the wealth, the rich, anything you want, you know. And Cambodian people, a lot of people are uneducated and they believe that. 
and that's how they on his side and then if you were a little wealthy a little bit you suffer the most oh yeah they you they abuse you and they put you to live with the play like no water no resource nothing if you're wealthy looking back we were very poor we just have enough food to eat but we never have any money left over but we never go hungry i live in a in a village i don't live in the city so they put me in a area that i can forest food so i'm you go in the jungle or rice field get the Everybody live in a field, they build you a hut from a weed. They make like a, a shingle. But the people who live, they call Phnom Penh, you know, with the capital, wealthy people. They send them to live in a place that no resource, no food, nothing. And a lot of people die. Oh my God, for four, five years, a lot of people die. So that's how Poi Put come to become the leader of Cambodian. And then, no city empty like Gold Town. Nobody live in a house. And they kill all like educated people, so people won't ride, have a ride. No TV, no nothing, no no. You don't have anything like no no. You cannot say anything bad to the government. So all you do like you're like a zombie. Go to work, come home, and they cafeteria. But they they would assign three or four people cook it for thousands of people you eat. If you own only like a little metal thing. Cause you go there, they give you a share of porridge. We don't even eat rice. When the government celebrate, you have rice, plain rice, no meat, nothing. So, oh my God, I I can't believe it. It it was terrible. So starvation, you know. It's about almost an acre, two acre. They put like ten huts in there, like ten family live there. I remember one neighbor. He likes to talk a lot of bad stuff about government at night. You know how old people sit on a campfire? Yeah, in the middle of the night, we sleep. We hear him yell, you know, for help, but nobody afraid to help him. You know, all the family. So at night, we hear him yell because they take him. The next morning, his body was in the rice field. But the government kill him because he say bad stuff about it. So everybody have to be. I don't say anything, you know. Not like here, freedom to say anything you want. I still remember him. Yeah, he's like a fun guy. Miss Yam left Cambodia with her family because of the Pol Pot War. She was brought to a refugee camp in Thailand. How old were you when you left Cambodia? I love. I was seven or eight years old. Yeah, my God. Yeah. See, my life mostly I grew up doing the Pol Pot War. I go to kindergarten before the war, and then when Pol Pot came over, the five year, there no school, no nothing. So everybody have to work. Even little kid, you have to pick up wheat from in from the rice field. Oh yeah. So it it terrible. And even you will, you think you would get enough food to eat? No, still not. Country is so poor. Did you travel with other family members? My uncle, actually, you know, my dad died during the war. They sent my my dad to clear the forest so they can make more fill the rice field. But he got pneumonia, and when he come home, you know, over there when you sick, you die because there no hospital, no nothing, no medicine, nothing. So when he passed away, he told my uncle to help keep an eye on my mom, and. 
my mom with six kids, you know. So when I come to Thailand, my uncle, my aunt helped, you know, we walk three days. We live in Baltimore. We walk three days to Thailand. Not the main road you go in the jungle, you just, you know, you go there. And then when I remember we come to the jungle, there's a robbery. I think it's the Thai people live in the jungle. I don't know. They have military stuff. People walk. Whatever you own, they want it. Possession, you know. They took everything from you. That's another robbery. So when you go to camp, you got nothing. But I still, I, re- I remember I have bought one bot. Thai money, one bot. Because my uncle gave me that say, you go there, you buy a Coke. <laughs> yeah. That's my valuable Coke, yeah, bot. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, when we come to live in a camp, we don't have any money because there's no job or nothing. It's uh, run by military, Thai military. You live in a camp like all barbed wire, like a prison. I swear to God, I don't want to eat the other, but can't. No money. We sit in a half sun, then once in a while he let us go to buy stuff, you know. So it was tough. I didn't like Thai. Oh, they're not kind. They beat us and stuff, and I never. <laughs> That's all I remember when I was young, you know. It was bad. Thai people not very nice to us. Because we're poor, we're refugees, that's why. The United Nations finally arranged for Kim Yam's family and the rest of the refugee community to be brought to the United States. How long did the whole journey to America take? Oh my gosh. Includes, we stay in camp four months, or actually almost like eight months because different camp we stay, you know. We stay like two camp, and then finally when we come to the call, the camp run by United Nations, then it was better because I remember they call what land near Cambodian Thai border, that camp there, you make your own set up camp. Each day my brother, because we don't have money, he go to the forest, forest bamboo, you know young bamboo, you know that. I would go around, me and my sisters, whoever want to buy it, we would go around sit at the camp. That's because we don't have money. We stayed there, I think, a couple months before they took us to uh, my room. And then after that, then we go to another camp. They call Lumpini, it's the capital. I just saw the other day, remind me, Lumpini camp for about a week before we flew to the United States. I swear to God, we don't know anything. It's funny because nobody know at that time nobody know what American like, why they bring you over here. No, we just start to come here to vote for food, that's it. You know, as a farmer. <laughs> Better than we expected. But I'm just grateful, that's all I can say, yeah. Did everyone make it to America after the journey? Yes. Oh, except my cousin, one of my cousins, she's sick and she got the measles in the camp. When we first arrived to Thailand, no medicine, nothing, she passed away. There's no hospital, nothing, not like here, you go on, I want to go to the hospital over there. When you're sick over there, you no medicine, nothing. Just try to do what you can. Did you receive assistance along the way? Only when we come here, we come to the United States, the government assists us. I swear to God, we don't know where they take us. They find a translation, because we, we didn't know any English. 
Imagine that you don't speak any English, they take you to the country, they just ship you all over the place. That's how we are. Matter of fact, they were trying to find a translator for us. First, they flew up from Cambodia to uh, San Francisco. We were stay in the motel for 14 days. Because I remember my mom say, oh, you guys going to go back because you guys are too small to work. That's why we think we come here to work. We didn't know, you know, to come here that the government would help us get education. So, but finally 14 days came, they flew us to San Diego again. To San Diego, we have no clue where the heck they bring us here. So I remember there was a house. They ran an artillery study, there's a mouth in the back of the house. My mom said, we're going to work in this field, you know, planning what our God knows. So that's what we think, we do that. But then, a couple of days later, there was a Cambodian translator came, speak Cambodian. They explained to her, no, the government don't want you to really come here to help you, you know, get educated. That's how we realized it. And then we have a lot of sponsorship people, neighbor, keep us close, you know, pajama. I was so excited because I wear black all the time of them. We get pajama. I wear pajama to the mall, the, the grocery store because we're so excited to get colorful, you know. All my brothers and sisters wear pajama, go to the, go to the grocery store and it was amazing going to the grocery store and then they would pay for us. I remember seeing the food. Oh my God. I, to this day, you know, you see all the food at the grocery. You never see that kind of food, you know. The lady said, whatever you want, you put in the basket, we'll pay for it. I remember that was the most exciting thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how we are. The government don't bring us here to, you know, abuse us or anything, but they help us. That's why I'm so grateful. I get the education, everything here. American very nice people. Very. I'm very lucky. Thanks again for listening. This episode, Mrs. Yam talked about how she came to America. The next episode will be about her building a new life in America after leaving Cambodia. So stay tuned.